Hello and welcome to the Let It Ride podcast coming to you on the Thursday before the kickoff to the divisional round. I am joined by Josh Walker. We're going to give you some picks for the upcoming games. Josh, how you doing, man? I'm good, Jeff. Thanks for having me, man. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm running through uh, uh, an array of emotions. Obviously, last wildcard weekend was disappointing for me watching my team go down. And also, just from a football watching standpoint, having four blowouts was not fun. But my picks did go four and two against the spread. So uh, that's why you got to gamble, I guess, to keep, uh, to keep you happy about something uh, in these games. But divisional week is usually my favorite week of the year. So hopefully it delivers some better games for us. Yes, sir, man. There was a lot of blowouts last week. Once again, man, I'm sorry for your Cowboys, man. But you know, man, I'm sorry to tell you, but they, they, they've been folding for years. So they've been they're gonna, they're gonna, they folded again. Uh, the silver lining for me, I thought, would be that McCarthy could still could get fired over this, but it looks like they're going to keep him. So I, I don't oh, yeah. even know what to say about that anymore. I'm just going to move on. We're going to talk about the teams that are still playing, and we're going to start with the first Saturday game. It's going to be the Bengals taking on the Titans. The Titans, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home for this one. The over-under, 47-and-a-half. The action is 50-50 down the middle split on this one. The Bengals coming off of a 26-19 to win over the Raiders and really kind of had the least impressive win of round one. They got some help from the officials, some help from, from Derek Carr fumbling the football. Uh, Joe Mixon really got held in check. The offense did not look great outside of Chase, who had a phenomenal game, but a win is a win, of course. Uh, the Titans coming off of a bye as the one seed. Derrick Henry should be back. It is the first game that they're going to have Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones all on the field since their 27-3 throttling of Kansas City. Of course, they beat the Bills 34-31 uh, the week prior to that with all three of those guys in the lineup. So this is, offense is definitely better with all, of, with all three of them. This offense is also very physical, and I think that bodes very poorly for this Bengals defense, which is fast and good and talented, but struggles versus physical offenses. We've seen them lose to Chicago, Green Bay, Cleveland, and San Fran, all physical teams that can run the football like Tennessee. Add to that the Bengals' injuries on the defensive line. Uh, Ojanubi lost for the season, uh, hurt against the Raiders. His backup, uh, Josh Tuopo, missed the last game as well and was limited in practice. Mike Daniels, who was called up from the practice squad, was also injured in that game. Trey Henderson, however, did clear concussion protocol, so at least they have that going for them. And, of course, DJ Reader is still on the defensive line there. But outside of that, they don't have a lot of depth. That does not bode well for them. I think this Titans pass rush on the other side also matches up well against this weak Bengals offensive line. D'Amico Autry, Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons all going up against a weak offensive line. Uh, they're going to have to get a big game from Chase. I don't think he's going to be able to do enough. I like the Titans minus three and a half and under 47 and a half in this one. We agree on this game, Jeff. I like the Titans minus three and a half and I like the under 47. I think the Titans defensive line will get after that weak Bengals offensive line. Um, Ngagway and Crosby played a pretty solid game. It's a good game last week against that offensive line. So I think uh, the Titans defensive line with Jeffrey Simmons will be able to do his thing and, and, and get some pressure and rock out. But Dupree, a couple other guys. So I like the Titans minus three and a half and I agree with the under 47. Uh, the, the one thing to watch in this matchup as well, uh, when you saw the Titans struggle this year, it was, of course, without Derrick Henry when Ryan Tannehill was not able to utilize the play action and was not able to throw against those loaded boxes. The box will be loaded again with Derrick Henry returning to the lineup. I think you're going to see Bell, uh, the strong safety, 
for the Bengals having to drop into the box, and that's going to leave uh, A.J. Brown one-on-one on the outside. And Julio I think Jones. that's a matchup he could take advantage of. And, and Julio Jones as well. I mean, when you uh, – I think A.J. Brown, uh, look at Jamar Chase, because, you know, you size people up. So I think A.J. Brown would want to show that he's the best receiver on the field. And that's why, like I said, I like the Titans to win at home. It's a road game. You probably would take the Bengals. But since the Titans at home, I like the Titans minus three and a half. Yeah, like I, like I said, this um, this Bengals defense really struggles uh, with physical teams. And A.J. Brown is also a very physical receiver. Of course, you have Jesse Bates, the free safety. He's going to be likely the single high safety in this one. Like I said, uh, the Bengals are likely going to drop Bell into the box. I'm just – I could just see A.J. Brown running over uh, Jesse Bates there in the middle and go uh, taking a slant to the house for 80 yards or something like that. I could just – I see some really big plays coming from the Titans offense in this one. That takes us to the second Saturday matchup. It's going to be the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Green Bay Packers. The Packers a six-point favorite at home for this one. The over-under 46-and-a-half. 69% of the public action is on the Packers. And the key for the Packers here is they are getting healthy at the right time. Coming off of that bye week to start the playoffs, it was good to them. They are getting a lot of key guys back. David Bakhtiari played his first game of the season in Week 18 against the Lions. Uh, he was arguably the best left tackle in football. Uh, they're getting him back just in time for this playoff push. Zadarius Smith hasn't played since week one. He is likely back. And Jair Alexander has not played since week four. Uh, the Packers played most of the season without these guys and still got the one seed. Now they're getting them all back. That bodes very well uh, for them during this playoff run. For the 49ers, uh, Bosa is going to be questionable. He's in concussion protocol. Jimmy Garoppolo already playing with torn ligaments in his thumb. Now he has a sprained shoulder uh, that he suffered in the win against Dallas. So he will play, but he will not be 100%. These teams played back in week three. Uh, it was a 30-28 to 28 victory for the Packers. One of the best games of the year, really. Huge games from Devontae Adams and George Kittle both. Uh, this 49ers offense is better now with Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel having a much bigger role than he did before. But with the injuries to Jimmy G, I think they're going to be limited. And as I said, the Packers returning all those stars. I like the Packers minus six in this one and under 46 and a half. Well, they moved it up. They moved it up at the beginning. It was five and a half. Now it's six. Uh, in divisional round weekend, you always get one game that tends to go against the popular belief. Now, most people tend to say that the next game that we're going to talk about can do that. I don't believe that to be the case. I believe that the Saturday night 8-15 game on Fox will be the case. Give me San Francisco plus six, and I like San Francisco to win the game straight out. Now, I pick, even though I didn't do it on this show, a couple of days later before the game, for the Cowboys game and the 49ers game started, I picked the 49ers because the Cowboys are not a physical team. Now, I'm not saying that the Cowboys – and the Packers are similar because one team has Dak Prescott, another team is Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is better. But they do have the similarities that they're not as physical as the 49ers. It's going to be cold. It's going to be football weather. It's going to be grit and grind in them trenches. I believe that the 49ers offensive line and their defensive line will be the best two lines on the field. Give me the 49ers plus six. Give me the 49ers to win the game straight up. And I like the Oh, I like the under 47 and a half. Now, the one key for the Packers in this when you talked about the cold weather is, to me is A.J. Dillon. That is a guy that you do not want to tackle with when it's cold. He is big. And I think, like, the Packers have that, that twin-headed monster in the backfield. A.J. Dillon actually got more carries um, 
I, I'm then Aaron Jones. Then Aaron Jones. Yeah, I had Aaron Jones in my fantasy team all year. But Aaron Jones made made up for it in the passing game. But when it comes time to run the football, it is A.J. Dillon that they lean on. And especially in this cold weather, I think you could see a big game out of him. That takes us to uh, the aforementioned matchup that you just uh, that you just referenced. Rams taking on your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs a three-point favorite at home for this one. The over-under 48-and-a-half. Both teams coming off of impressive wins on Wild Card Weekend. The Bucks blowing out the Eagles. The Rams blowing out the Cardinals. Both defenses made the opposing quarterback look terrible. Uh, both defenses were able to shut down the run game. Both offenses were efficient, not great. Um, these two teams met in Week Three. It was a 34 to 24 win for the Rams in that game. The Bucks just completely abandoned the run game. We saw Brady throw 55 passes. The Rams got a big game randomly from Deshaun Jackson, who is no longer with the team. Um, for this week's matchup, I just don't see anybody in the Bucks secondary that can match up with Cooper Cup. You have Jalen Ramsey who can match up with Evans. However, Evans did do well in the regular season meeting earlier on in the year. I think these are two evenly matched teams. Um, usually when you have an ev- evenly matched teams, I like to take the points. Uh, so I'm going to do that here, take the Rams plus three. I also like the over 48 and a half. Uh, you have to mention, too, the Bucks injuries on the offensive line. Tristan Wirfs and uh, Jensen both banged up in that game versus the Eagles. Uh, the Jensen injury especially is going to be pressing this week with Aaron Donald coming to town. Uh, another injury that could be a problematic for the Bucks is Levante David. Now, with Levante, um, he's one of the best middle linebackers in the league. But there is a trickle-down effect as well because Devin White is nowhere near as effective without Levante David on the field. So that could be a big blow if he's not able to go in this one. Yes, sir. Uh, we got, I got, also got a couple other other injuries. Fournette, Leonard Fournette, they need him back. Uh, I know people are going to, when they listen to this, and actually say this is crazy. But if you think about it, it's really not. Ryan Justin's going to play. He's nasty, dirty. I'm not saying it in a bad way, but he's just a physical offensive lineman. The most important lineman that they need is Tristan Wirfs. When you play the Rams, yeah, you know Aaron Donald's there, but what makes them special now? Oh, I'm never on the other side. So your lineman is going to be one on one. Your left tackle, your right tackle. Your left tackle, if you line up on the left side, or your right tackle on the right side. Right tackle on the right side. You're gonna they're gonna have to play one on one against Vaughn Miller. So. I'm taking Tampa Bay because I ride with Brady. But, however, I can see why people would pick the Rams. And if Tristan Wirfs can't play, oh, that's an advantage to the Rams. It's an advantage to the Rams because, yeah, they, you're going to focus on Aaron Donald. But Von Miller can, especially in a, a one game, he can wreck one game. We've seen that before. So, I'm taking Tampa Bay. Um, it was – oh, it, it's two now. So, I'm taking Tampa Bay minus two, and I'm taking the under 48 and a half. Matt, in order for Tampa Bay, I'm going to say in order for them to win. But I think the way the Rams played on Monday night, Matthew Stafford won't play like that. Because, see, what the Rams did to the Cardinals, the Cardinals had the respect to run. They don't want to be able to run the ball on Tampa Bay like how they did Arizona. Arizona does not have a via there. That is true. Uh, it. Like you said, Jensen, I think is going to be very key. I don't know too much about Robert Hainsey, but I don't think he's going to bode too well against Aaron Donald if if he has to go in place of Jensen in this. No, game. no, no. But I'm saying Jensen, Jensen's going to play because he played last week, so he'll be all right. I'm, I've been looking up; he'll be fine. One I'm worried about is Tristan Wirfs because see, when you got Leonard Floyd on one side, he's a he's a good pass rusher, and you got Von Miller on the other side. Von Miller's a Hall of Famer, so you need somebody that, like I said, wherever he go. 
my right tackle needs to go. Wherever, wherever Floyd go, my left tackle needs to be there. That is the benefit, of course, to having a guy like a Rob Gronkowski who can stay. Like you just, you saw the the Forty ers utilize this in the game against the Cowboys. George Kittle yeah, looked Kittle. like he, he didn't have a very good game. He, like he only had one catch the entire game. He was only targeted three times. It's because he was being used to block, and it worked like a charm. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't sacked the entire game, so that's the benefit to having a tight end who could do it all. That's why I always lean towards guys like Gronkowski and guys like Kittle over guys like Travis Kelsey who are mainly just pass catchers. Having a guy who can go in and play a sixth offensive lineman is huge, and especially in games like this. Absolutely. I agree. So that takes us to the final matchup, and many are saying the game of the week, and a lot of people are saying the de facto AFC championship game. I'm going to pump my brakes on that one because I think the Titans are going to have a little bit something to say about that. It is the Bills taking on the Chiefs. The Chiefs a a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home in this one. That line opened at three. A lot of public money on the Bills. They are a bit of a square dog in this one. The over-under sitting at 54.5. 60% of the public bets are on the Bills. And both teams with hugely impressive wins on Wild Card Weekend. I touched on the Bills' performance on my last podcast. And I kind of went into a rant about how amazing it was. I thought it might have been the best offensive performance ever. Uh, briefly, I'll just recap it. Seven drives, seven touchdowns, 51 offensive plays that weren't kneel downs, 29 first downs. Seven touchdowns. So that means of their 51 plays, only 15 of them did not result in a first down or a touchdown. That is absolutely ridiculous. I think the Bills are going to miss Tredavious White against this Chiefs high-powered offense, however. I think both secondaries are outmatched versus the opposing passing attack. The Bills won the Week 5 matchup 38-20. to They rattled Mahomes, sacked him twice, intercepted him once. Um, even without Tredavious White, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are probably the best safety duo in the league. For the Chiefs, Chris Jones did not play in that Week 5 matchup, but they're a drastically different defense when he is on the field. I wanted to get back to that Tredavious White point, though. Uh, the Bills have had a good pass defense even since he's been hurt, but if you look at the teams that they've played since the Tredavious White injury, he got hurt in that game against the Saints early. So they played the Saints, the Pats, and the Blizzard, uh, Tampa, who they gave up 362 yards in that game to Tom Brady. That was really the only good passing offense they faced. Uh, that was an overtime loss. They faced Carolina with Cam Newton at quarterback, the Pats again, Atlanta, the Jets, and then the Pats again. Uh, the one good passing team they faced, as I said, in that stretch, they got torched in that one. So for that reason, my favorite play in this game is over 54-and-a-half. I think this is a 31-28 type game. I think both teams light up the scoreboard. Uh, I because I have to give a pick, I'm going to take Chiefs minus one and a half. I don't feel great about it. Uh, you could probably talk me out of it if you wanted to, honestly. Oh, no, I'm going to talk you into it. I like the Chiefs minus one and a half, and I like the over 55. I'm just going to bring it down to you like this. I don't have no X and O's like the wonderful Jeff does, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm going to just bring it down to you like this. I do not see – I'm going to bring it down with two things to you. The first thing, I do not see Buffalo beating Kansas City twice in Arrowhead. I just can't see it. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm not saying it won't happen. I just can't see it happening. The second thing, I cannot see Josh Allen outperforming Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game. Y'all know how Josh Allen is. He balled out last week. So you know what's going to happen this week. He's going to come back down to earth. That's the difference between being a very good quarterback or a good quarterback and being an elite quarterback. Mahomes is in the elite category. But most of the time, he's all the time, he's consistent. So uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. Minus one and a half, and I'm taking an over 44, I mean, 54 and a half. So we're on the same side of that. So this is pretty, uh, making our five team parlay pretty easy to put together. We're definitely going to. And the under on that side. And then we got to pick one more. Um, uh, You like 
uh, the other we had differences in those games. You like the 49ers, I like the Packers, we I like the Rams, you like the Bucks. So we're pretty much going to have to pick a total from that game. Uh, were you on the over or on the under in the 49ers Packers? The over is 47 and a half, right? Uh, I I had 46 and a half um um but yeah. If you, if you get 46 and a half, yeah, I take I take the over. It's like, okay, I was on the under of that one. How about the Rams-Bucks game? What were you, over? Uh, I actually did not give a pick out for that one. Um, I am on the Rams and the under in that game. 28, I mean, uh, 48 and a half. Mm-hmm. So, well, let me do something real quick. 48 and a half. We could just do four games. We don't have to force it. <laughs> it is the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to take that. Yeah, because I, I think both teams. I think because even if the Rams, if Tampa Bay can stop the Rams or the Rams can stop Tampa, I just think one team will be able to score. So, uh, I'm. I think we. Yeah, we probably just do four. All right. So our four game parlay for this week is going to be the Titans minus three and a half and the under 47 and a half in the same game. And then for the nightcap, we are going to take the Chiefs minus one and a half and over 54 and a half. And that is going to do it for the games. Josh, anything else you wanted to touch on? Uh, No, Jeff, I just hope everyone enjoyed the football game this weekend. It was a dud of a weekend last week, but hopefully we can make it back up this week with a great divisional round. Saturday and Sunday. Sounds good. I've got my daughter uh, banging on my office door trying to get in here yelling at me. Hopefully that didn't bleed through uh, onto the podcast. Josh, it was great talking to you as always, and I will see you next week, man. Yes, sir, man. You spend that enjoy, enjoy that family time with your, your family, man. I'll see you next week. Uh, sounds good. Take care. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.